by split decision. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, Split Decision UK. We're on episode 20 now. It's good to have you listening. Uh, my name's Joe Elflane. As always, I'm here, joined by Matthew Clark. Matt Clark, via Skype, are you there? I'm here, mate. How are you? Yeah, all good, thank you. I'm having a little weekend away with a girlfriend this weekend, so I'm calling you uh, from the hotel. I've extended right. our uh, checkout time. It's a nice weekend away with my girlfriend, as we say, but I've sent her down the shop so we can split in a not, uh, fit in a nice <laughs> episode of Split Decision. Two right as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, where are you? Whereabouts are you? So I'm in a little place in Suffolk called Stoke by Nayland. Absolutely no idea where it where it is myself, to be honest. I just followed the sat nav. Nowhere near Stoke, incidentally, but very nice, very quiet. Not a lot going on. We just spent the day down by the seaside yesterday and a couple of nice meals, a few bevvies. So uh, it's been an enjoyable weekend, but I've been looking forward to catching up with you, I must admit, Matthew. You've missed me. I've, I've missed, missed you. Missed you greatly. What are you up to? I think you've been to a wedding this weekend. That's right. I went to a wedding in Onga in uh, Essex, apparently. It's, yeah. I, I don't know where that is. Where is that near you, Onga? It's, uh, it's probably about a 35, 40 minute drive away. It's not too far from Brentwood where we went and met um, John Hegan a couple of weeks back. All oh, right. Yeah. Very nice little little gaff. Um, when you get to my age, Joe, you only see certain people at weddings and stag do. So it was nice to catch up with uh, a few heads. Uh, and I've got a sore head today, yeah. but um, like you say, this is Split Decision Sunday, I'm all over it. Exactly, you can't miss it, can you? Even, even if you've got a hangover, even if you're in your uh, hospital bed, I would expect you to call in. So, <laughs> I feel like I'm in my hospital bed. <laughs> Coffee and a shower sort me out. That is usually a winning combo, isn't it? And I think that's what uh, Wonderboy needs, doesn't he? Well, we'll get cracking. Wonderboy Thompson was up against um, Pettis last night. In a bit of an odd match-up, we must admit, Pettis has jumped up about 15 weight classes over the sort of last couple of years, um, and got him got the win with a vicious knockout, knockout of Thompson, Superman punch. Did you see this one coming? I think I think I'd have to call you a liar if you say you did. I didn't see it coming. No one saw it coming. The only people who made money on this were ones who were just sort of chancing it because he's such long odds to win. Yeah, speculative, wasn't it? Yeah, I couldn't believe it when I saw it this morning. I know, I know. What is going on in the weltweights? I've got no idea. It's sort of, everyone's falling off a little bit now. You've got Woodley, he's been dethroned. You've got Stephen Thompson, who was his main challenger for a little while. He's just got sort of pretty badly sort of knocked out last night. So it's kind of uh, up in the mix a little bit now. You've got Pettis, he's sort of, I mean, Thompson was number three rank. Pettis, sort of nowhere near really. All of a sudden, he's up there now. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, it's a certain, it's a really good uh, advert for moving up in weight class the last two weeks, isn't it? With Masvidal and uh, Pettis, respectively. Yeah, definitely. Good point, actually. So maybe it will sort of highlight that to to a lot of other fighters out there. Uh, as far as the fight goes, it was fairly even. Both of them landed some decent shots, some nice um, body kicks, leg kicks. And then, yeah, late on in the second round, Pettis gets that surprise knockout. I mean, where where does he go from here now? It's difficult to throw him into a title shot, I would say. Um, I put a few names down here. I think Masvidal will be a good fight, but I also would like to see Masvidal against Edwards. Askren is in there. He might need a fight now. That would probably be a decent one. Or someone else maybe you could throw in is uh, Ponza Nibio against Pettis, which would be a little bit of a war, I think. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good shout, that one. But uh, yeah, I'm, I've really got no idea where you can put him because what was Wonderboy? Uh, two or one or yeah. four? Uh, or what, what at was worst, it? three. Yeah, I think he was three. Yeah. 
Well, like we said last week, if you beat the person who's uh, number three or number two or whatever, that puts you straight in that spot. So he's he's in the top, believe it or not, him and Masvidal are in the top three now. Or there and thereabouts. There and thereabouts, definitely. And it has thrown the welterweight division into, a, not turmoil, because it's, it's always good to have sort of exciting results, upsets, new people putting their name in the mix, but it is a little bit all over the shop now. And the USC, they're going to have a bit of a job trying to figure that all out, I think, because there's probably two to four people that could say, yeah, I deserve the title shot here. Yeah, I do like it, eh? Keeps you on your toes. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm not complaining. But yeah, I don't know who, where he can go. He's like a ready-made name, though. He's always, he's been a huge name for years, former champion and what have you. So he's certainly going to get a marquee matchup, I reckon. Uh, the Masvidal fight he does make sense in terms of the rankings, but you've got to make Masvidal Edwards, I feel, after last week. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, definitely. Um, but like you say, Askren's a good shout. Ponsonivio seems to be not getting a fight at all. He's just sort of on the sidelines with, that, with no one to... Uh, dance off with yeah so I think that could be the one yeah I think that's a decent shout and I think it's just nice to see Pettis get another sort of a highlight real knockout there so they can add something else into the mix instead of playing that uh, that famous kick over and over again so he's got a little, yeah. bit, little bit more to add to his promos now yeah exactly and I, I don't really want to see him fight Askren purely but, but the fact is you're just gonna stifle a, a flashy striker and it's just no, no good to him is it yeah, I think I'd probably agree. I'd like to see him um, with some favourable matchups, just just to make a more exciting fight. If you think maybe he might have to wait a little while for the title shot, so in the meantime, make some uh, exciting fights for him. I'd say. Oh mate, yeah, I, I think you said it last week. I wouldn't want to be a matchmaker at welterweight. No, definitely like, not. We've got Woodley on there as well. He wants to probably come back and kick someone's ass. He's yeah, all over the shop, but we like it, don't we? We definitely do. <laughs> Gives and us I, stuff to talk about. Yeah, exactly. And that's, uh, well, we'd be, we'd be pretty useless if, if we didn't have any of that. So, Someone else, um, you say it's difficult for the matchmakers in that welterweight division at the moment. We had the co-main event, Curtis Blades against Willis. And I think it's going to be very difficult if you're trying to make matches in this now because Curtis Blades got the win. And then you look at that sort of um, the mix-up in the heavyweight division there. Obviously, Cormier's doing his thing. Francis is back. He's back uh, on the trail. Stipe's still there. Blades has got another win to sort of put himself back into contention with the unanimous decision win over Justin Willis. Pretty dominant performance. Got some takedowns in the first round. Uh, dropped Willis early on in the second round, uh, followed by some more takedowns. And in third round, some more takedowns. Willis done well to kind of hang in there, I guess. But good win for Blades. I like Blades. Nice to see him get back on the horse. But where you take it from here now, with, like I say, the congested heavyweight division there. Another very difficult one to call, I think. I reckon Stipe is probably the one that makes sense to me. Um, I don't know what you think about that. I'm happy with that. Yeah, I'd like to see that from Stipe's point of view. He's probably more... He wants, yeah, he wants he a title go, doesn't he? Which is fair. Yeah, it's not fair on Stipe, but like nothing seems to be happening. They're obviously waiting for uh, old WrestleMania to get out of the way, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. So. DC was on Roy the country, wasn't he? Void of Mania. TJ's headlining, is he? <laughs> yeah. TJ's in there. John Jones, he's in there. Brock, he's coming back. Safarov, special yeah. guest. Let's throw him in there, the legend. But, uh, yeah, I think... Who, who do you reckon, then, for uh, Brady? Well, I'd, I'd noted down a, a couple of names. Uh, JDS is the first one. Okay. Which is possible. Yeah. 
Otherwise, um, depending on his health, Big Kane. Yeah, yeah, that's a good shout. Uh, do we know what's happening with him? I haven't heard anything. Um, he obviously claimed he sort of hurt his knee in that fight, and I've heard I haven't heard a peep since then, if I'm honest. So I don't, I don't know what's going thing, on. Yeah. Probably a good thing then. Probably not heard anything. Nothing too so. serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to see that. Um, I think I'd love to see Kane come back. I'd hate for him to go out in that way. Yeah, definitely agreed. But uh, yeah, was it a good fight or was it just pretty? Bit of a grinder. It was. It was a decent fight. It, it was. I think you made the point last week. Uh, we sort of knew what Justin Willis was going to do. He was going to use his boxing, uh, try and get get on his toes a little bit. And you said, well, it's all down to whether Blades can get those takedowns. And if he does, he gets he gets a decision victory. And that is pretty much exactly how it played out in the end. I mean, it's it's, it's a decent fight. It, it depends what 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 you're into really. But it's Blades doing what Blades does and. Pretty solid, comfortable victory in the end. Congratulations, old Blades. Yeah, um, Congratulations also to Marlon Vera. You got a big win. Yep, nice TKO, TKO first round win against Frankie Signs. Were keeping an eye on this fight, but not so much for this fight itself, but where the potential winner Marlon Vera might go now. Yeah, we both like the Nathaniel Wood fight. I think he actually called him out. I mean, I couldn't really tell. Like, it's broken English, but I think he did call Wood out. So it seems to be ready-made, that match-up, and kind of an eliminator to crack the top, top 10. I think so, yeah, and that's a bit of a savage call-out by Vera there. He's obviously, he's got the same plan in mind that uh, we have, uh, whereas we are thinking Wood is going in there to avenge his loss. Obviously, Vera's thinking, well, I'm just going to take out your whole camp then, basically. Yeah, no, it's, got, it's a ready-made story. Um, where would you like to sort of see that sort of fight? In a big one in America or sort of upper echelons of a European card or something? What are you saying? I think definitely a main card, if not a co-main event at least. Probably the way it works. Um, I've heard no rumblings of the USC coming back to the UK this year, so I think if we could throw that on maybe a Vegas card or... A pretty, a pretty high-level card, and maybe make it the yeah. third fight from the end. I think that I think it's more than deserving of that. With um, Woodstar, with his age, his potential, the hype around him, and then the fact that you've got this backstory to the fight there, I think you could definitely throw that high up on a pretty well-established card. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think um, timings-wise, the summer works, doesn't it? And then you've got their big international fight week cards. So they sort of stack them, don't they? So I can see this sort of headline in a was it ESPN Plus or whatever. One of them, big, yeah, yeah. Yeah, either on the main card of International Fight Week, get a lot of eyes on him because I think they see the potential in Wood and uh, they want to sort of get more eyes on him. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, that, that seems ready-made to me and I'm glad Vera won for that reason, really. Yes, yeah, I think otherwise I can't say we, we were too invested in it, but because of, because of that narrative there, then yeah, I'm glad to see the fight that play out the way it did, really. Yeah, look forward to that one. Um, anything else on that card that sort of stuck out? Or no, I think I think we move on. We, we've got a pretty stacked show today. We've got um, UFC contender made his debut last week, Mike Grandy. He's going to be calling in shortly. So I think what we should do is uh, move swiftly on to the fight card that we've got coming up next week. UFC on ESPN two from the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, and this is a pretty stacked card. If I'm being honest, do you want to start at the bottom and move up or? Uh... Vice versa, what are you saying? All right, we'll start from the bottom and we shall move yeah. up. We'll build to a crescendo. Exactly. 
And I don't think we can pick all of them out, unfortunately, because there is a ton on there. But we'll start yep. with the early prelims. Ray Borg, he's back after all the sort of trauma that he, he's been through over the last uh, two years or so. Uh, up against Kyler Phillips, who's um, got six to one record, but it's only one of one of his last three sort of from the contender series. Um, but yeah, Ray Borg, I think has been well publicised. The issues, the sort of heartbreaking issues that he's had to go through recently with his um, with his newborn child. He's back for the first time since uh, October 17 when he lost to Demetrius Johnson. Before that, beat Juicy A. Formiga, who also fought last night and got a win, uh, and beat Louis Smoker before that. So I'm looking forward to seeing Ray Ball back. It'll be sort of a quite an uplifting story if we could see him come back and get the win there. I think it could be a pretty emotional night for him. Yeah, I think everyone's pulling for him, and they um, you can't feel sorry for the other bloke because everyone's sort of on Team Ray Borg at a minute for all the reasons you just outlined. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely look forward to that one. Hopefully, he picks up the win again. Though we don't know what's happening in this flyweight division, do we? No, but I've, I was thinking um, during the week, and you know, we've got we've got all this talk about. Oh, excuse me, a bit of a fry up repeating on myself there. But um, <laughs> so we we've heard all this talk of how they're going to get rid of the flyweight division. DJ's moved on, he's gone. Um, you've got Sahudo sort of fannying about a little bit with the, the bantamweight division up ahead of him. And the, the narrative, the chat has been that they're going to completely get rid of the flyweight division. And it just occurred to me sort of midweek. I don't think anyone from the UFC has ever said that. Do you think that's just been made up? Um, well, it's just people just talking almost like they want it to go. And because DJ's gone, they just sort of assumed it. Yeah. I think you're probably right. To be honest, I think you're breaking some news there, Sam. Well, <laughs> no one's... It hasn't. It has never been announced, and they keep making flyweight fights almost every week now. So it, it's not going anywhere, is it? Well, you've got to think so. They, they did cut a few flyweights, but... Yeah, I don't know. I can't really offer anything. <laughs> no. Fair enough, fair enough. But like you say, they are making fights. Uh, Formiga's on this card and all, isn't he? He fought last night. Oh, last night. Yes, yeah. got the win. Got a, I think it was a unanimous decision win. So but again, another flyweight. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're probably right. And I'd like to see it stay. I mean, what? What? Why get rid of it? You've got a new know. champion. He's freshened it up. Hopefully, he stays there. He's yeah. Keep it. Keep it knocking about. I agree. I agree. But back to next week's card. Uh, do you want to throw Kevin Holland in there? Yeah, I like Kevin Holland. Um, He's exciting. He, do you remember his fight against Thiago Santos? He sort of, I think he took it very short notice not long ago and he took him to a decision. He, yes. he got beat pretty handily, but not violently or anything. He just sort of lost clearly and he was just trash talking throughout and he was very entertaining. Beat uh, John Phillips last time out. I'm looking forward to seeing his fight. I'm expecting some big things from him, big Kevin Holland. Yeah, I'm looking forward to him sort of putting on a stamp down as authority on the division. I think he could be a big player in a few years to come. That's why I like these cards on the prelims because uh, you've got fighters sort of just paving their way and they're going to be future stars and then you can sort of see little gems on these prelims, can't you? Yes, yeah, agreed, agreed. So that's definitely one to look out there for the future. He's up against Gerald Mearshart, who's got sort of a mixed bag of of fights behind him. He lost to Hermanson last time out, but he's beat uh, Pialotta and Spice Lee, lost to Santos before, so decent, decent fight there. And yeah, like you say, Kevin Holland, a lot of potential, so that is one to keep an eye out for um, interestingly on this card we got a little bit of British interest after after last week where it was dominated by the British fighters uh, on the prelims sort of closing out the prelims we got the legend the, the veteran that is Ross Pearson up against Desmond Green in the lightweight division 
So Ross Pearson lost to McDessy uh, last time out, beat Hirota before that, and then he lost his previous four. So, but I think he's been handed unfavourable matchups. I think he's been used a little bit um, by the UFC as a a little bit of a benchmark for other fighters. But we all love Ross Pearson. He's got an exciting fight. He's just a complete, complete and utter warrior. And in this one, up against Desmond Green, who lost his last fight, um, I would love to see Ross Pearson come back and get the win here. Yeah, same. I think everyone would. He's a massive underdog, but you can't ever rule someone like Pearson out. It's just, like you say, he's a warrior and he's a great stand-up striker. And Yeah, he's probably worth a few quid on that. I think he's about, what, nine or four or something? So quite a big big price there. Make a bit of British pound on that. Yeah, I think you could be right there. I hope you are anyway. I'd love to see Ross get the win. Do you think he's uh, in the game for much longer? I mean, he's been going for, for a long time now. Well, far. He just loves it, doesn't he? Yes, yes, he definitely does love it. It's sort of, it's, it's his life, really. And far be it from me to to ever say people should should retire or, or move on or whatever. But having said that, he does need a win here if he wants to probably remain in the UFC because otherwise, his last sort of six, seven fights, it's a little bit tough. The record, so he will need to put in a big performance here. I think if he does want to maintain that UFC career. Yep, absolutely. Uh, another British interest, Paul Craig. Uh, you you want to pronounce his name? Yeah, definitely. So I've been looking forward to this one. So he's Paul Craig is up against Kennedy Nzetukwu in the Dana White. Dana White <laughs> but... Yes, he is. Yeah, he's a light heavyweight. He's fought on the Contender Series. I think this is his actual first UFC fight. Uh, he's got a six and zero record, uh, four KOs and TKOs, and a couple of decisions in there as well. He's up against Paul Craig, the uh, the Scottish legend, who lost to Jimmy Crute last time out, but beat Ankelev uh, via triangle at London when we were there last year with that sort of last second, last ditch attempt triangle win. Tough fight, I think, for Paul Craig. If you look at any, whenever you're up against an unbeaten fighter who's got sort of knockouts in his record at a lesser level, admittedly, it will be a tough fight. But I think Paul Craig, he might have a li- he might have enough here, sort of enough wily know-how, enough experience to possibly get it on the floor and start start using his jiu-jitsu to hopefully pick up the win here that, that he kind of needs now. Yeah, there's nothing to hang your head about. Losing to Jimmy Crute last out, so um, he's definitely got the tools to get it done to next week, and he? So, yeah, maybe the little uh, Paul Craig, Ross Pearson double. That'll pay for your trip. Yeah, that could earn a, a nice nice few pennies there, I think. Yeah, and we're, so, we're definitely uh, pulling for him here at Split Decision UK, as, as always. Yeah, standard, standard. Some Euro interest, Jack Comanson versus Branchy. Yeah, big uh, old Branch. Branchy lost last time to, can you go. believe it, go on. Jared Cannonier. Yeah, I know, the, he's becoming a bit of a uh, regular on this show, Cannonier. He hasn't, I don't think he's in fault for a while, but he seems to get a mention every single week. <laughs> I don't even know what he looks like. <laughs> but yeah. Cannonier, though, nailed it, finally. I know, we've, it's taken about four weeks to, to get that pronunciation right, and it's not even that difficult, so it's about time we did, to be honest. But he lost to him, and it's really set him back, Branch. He's 37 now, and he, he really does need to get a winner yeah, against Jack the Joker, Hermanson. Yeah, who has won his last two. He beat uh, Mirshat in Mirshat. Not Shat, so I, I shouldn't say that. But uh, He got the guillotine win, uh, win against them, beat Talix Laters by TKO before that. He's only lost four times in his career, so he's on the come up here. David Branch, he's had success in other organisations. It hasn't really 
managed to translate that into the UFC. But it should be an entertaining fight. David Bryant's got lots of power, but he's also liable to, to get stopped himself. So at the moment, I probably favour Hermanson uh, here. Just, just sort of, yeah, I mean, he's not that young, but a bit of youth, a bit of freshness on his side. David Branch hasn't really impressed me all that much, if I'm being completely honest. So I think it'll be an entertaining fight. It's the co-main event this weekend. So what do you make of that one? Yeah, it's a weird, weird record, Branch. He's got. He, he was doing well against Rockhold until he well, lost, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the the Cannoneer loss is setting back. But he then beat Thiago Santos before that, so it's a very up and down record. So he's certainly got the talent, like you say, he had success in another organisation, the two weight champion, Hermanson as well. That win over Latest was very impressive. Latest is uh, top level. Um, but I've gone with Branch by decision here. I think he's gonna. He knows he has to win this and. It's all or nothing, and I think it'll grind out a boring decision. Okay, fair enough. Interesting. I'm going Hermanson on that one. So, yeah, a little bit of a competition between ourselves there. Yeah, boy, that's what uh, it's about. Yeah, another bit of European interest on here. Before that, we've got Karolina Kowalkovic. She's up against Miss, uh, Michelle Walterson. I'm a big fan of Kowalkovic. She's just kind of come up a little bit short when she's got to the sort of top level. She obviously, I think everyone remembers that her KO loss to uh, Andrade last time out, yeah, which is nasty. probably the, the worst. I've ever seen in, in women's MMA um, before yeah that. you don't see him at that weight do you get knocked out cold no. not at straw no no definitely I mean before that she beat Felice Herrig uh, she's lost to Gedalia and, and Joanna Champion in the past so Michelle Walterson she's beaten Herrig last time out as well beaten Courtney Casey lost to Tisha Torres and, and to Rose Namajunas I think this will be a very competitive fight I think at the moment you've got uh, Carolina she's the odds on favourite 8-13 Michelle Walton six to five, so I think that's that, that's kind of highlights how even this one will be. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a very entertaining fight. They're two good strikers. That's where the fight will probably play out. I would say, if you had to ask me right now, I'm probably going to pick uh, Kovalkovic to get the win here. Yeah, how you, how's she getting it done? I've got I've done the same. How, how do you think she's going to get it done? Probably a decision, I would say. Yeah, that's that's what I've got. I do like um, Walton though. That flashy style. She's really entertaining to watch. Uh, yeah, the odds sort of reflect it. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. But should be entertaining nonetheless. Watson is well in the mix if she wins here, though. Oh, yeah. Like say, AC, then Herrick. Herrick's like a perennial sort of top tenner. Kvalkovic, like you say, fought for the title before. So if she gets free on the bounce here, Watson, she's well in the mix. And uh, another fresh face to fight for the title. Most definitely, yeah. So that could, yeah, something interesting could come out of that. Yep, so... That's a good fight, as is the return of Josh Emmett versus Michael Johnson. Yeah, definitely. This is a good one, this. What do you reckon? Tough one, yeah. I think Josh Emmett was um, sort of, he was, he was tear, tearing it up a little bit before he came up against Jeremy Stevens last night, last time out and suffered the um, knockout loss. Other than that, he has looked very impressive. He's a little bit of a monster. His fights are always entertaining. He's up against Michael Johnson, who's uh, sort of perennially in that top 10, top 15 He's beaten Lobov and, and Touchy Feely in his last couple of fights. Before that, had a bit of a nightmare run, to be honest. Lost to Elkins, lost to Gaethje, lost to Khabib. I mean, there's no shame in that. But I think this could be an entertaining fight. I have struggled to make my pick here, if I'm honest, because whenever you kind of discount Michael Johnson and you think maybe his career's on a downturn, he usually comes back and he gets a, a good win and an impressive performance. So I don't know where you stand. I might have to pass this one over to you for now. He's one that... It could beat anyone, can't he? Beat Poirier that time. Obviously, Khabib just completely mauled him. But on his day, this this guy can beat anyone. For me, I think he cuts too much going down to featherweight. 
Yeah, I would have, I'd agree, yeah. He's a lightweight, I think. I can understand why he's gone down there because of the just the, the stacked division and the sort of talent in front of him. I can see why he's gone down there. I do think it takes a little bit out of his game. He's sort of, his win over Feedy was a bit contentious, some would say. Lobov, not so much. Yeah, Josh Emmett, on the other hand, what's he going to be like after that sort of brutal elbows? And I think he wasn't it an orbital job. I think it was an eye injury. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what he's like. Uh, I've gone with a Johnson decision here. I don't think it's going to be overly entertaining. I think Johnson's going to sort of just try and grind him out again. I've been very negative with him <laughs> finding out boring decisions. But Fair enough. I've actually enough. gone, I'm going for a, an Emmett late TKO win in this one. Okay. Just, That's interesting. Yeah, I think he might just might just bully him a little bit as, as as the fight wears on. It might just be a little bit too much for Johnson come the, those last few minutes. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I'm loving this little uh, disparity of our picks. Yeah, so we're not getting on at all this week, are we? Uh, you bugger off to Suffolk without me. I'm a changed man now. Well, main event then. Let's talk about the main event. This well, is the one I want to talk about. What a main event this is, yeah. Edson Barboza up against Justin Gaethje. Could be fight of the year, fight of fight of all time, this one. Yeah. I, you've got to feel sorry for the pair of them. They're, all, they're always in brutal fights, whether they'd had a hammer or the nail. It's just two violent losses to Alvarez and Poirier. Gaethje had, then bounced back with a violent win over Vic. Barboza, two maulings from Lee and Khabib, bounced back with a mauling of his own versus Hooker. Uh, had a win over Dariush Dinesh as well. Yeah, big Dariush. Uh, I really don't... This is obviously going to be fight of the night. It's surely odds on. I haven't looked at the odds of the uh, fight of the night. Um, but this is surely nailed on for that. I you would think, think so. Yeah, I think this is going to be leg kick city. It's going to be... Fists on faces, City. It's going to be all sorts. I think Barbosa are moving backwards with the pressure of Gaethje. My humble opinion might be the downfall of it, and I think Gaethje will get a round three TKO. I think the pressure's going to be too much, and he's not as good going backwards as he is going forwards, Barbosa. And that is my uh, amateur pick on it. Yeah, I agree with your sentiments there, actually. I think Barbosa, if he could have it his way, he would like a little bit of space so that he could get his kicks going. I don't think Justin Gates is going to allow him any space whatsoever. So I think that pressure being in his face will ultimately prove costly. And I, I have to agree. I, I see Gaethje picking up the win here as well. Um, hit me with a round and method, please, Joseph. Okay, I will go Justin Gaethje win in the fourth round via knockdown followed by ground and pound. Very specific. I yeah, like it. Well, you, you asked. You asked, so I delivered. <laughs> Deliveroo. Um, yeah, that's going to be a big statement if he does, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. And he'll put himself right back into the mix. If I'm being honest, I don't think he's ever going to really trouble the, the title holder because of his style. He does not vary from that at all. He fights the way he fights, and you are going to suffer some knockout losses along the way. But... He, no one's really bothered about maybe, maybe Gaethje himself is as a fan you just want to see Gaethje fight as often as possible regardless of, of what it means in the in the long run I want uh, to disagree with you again okay I really do think he can go on a little bit of a run here it's a couple of tweaks here and there apparently his wrestling is quality you just don't use it yes uh, so defensively against Khabib for example that could really cause some problems 
because his striking is obviously better than Khabib's. Interesting. Uh, I'm not saying he can beat Khabib, and obviously his style is a bit reckless and sort of he sort of evens up the chances by not going to his wrestling. Um, I don't know, man. I think he could go on a little run. What with the unfortunate issues of Tony Ferguson, he's not sort of in the mix anymore, really. Or at least you'd hope he sort of uh, doesn't come back just yet until yeah. he's sort of out. Yeah. Um, Connor, who knows what's going on. So a win here. Like Barboza, if you beat Barboza, you tend to sort of be in the title mix afterwards, don't you? So I don't know, man. I'd like to see it. Like you say, everyone wants to see Gaethje fight. To see him fight for a world title would be brilliant. Yeah, you make some good points there, actually, Matt. So I'll defer. I will defer to you on that one. Yeah, it's probably a bit out of order of me for to rule him out like that. Yeah, he's always got a chance, hasn't he? Three wins and you're there, aren't you? I think you, you your uh, reasoning is absolutely nailed on, though, because of his style. He just you almost feel like well, he's not going to sort of get it done at the highest level because he's too reckless and whatever. So yeah. I do agree with you in that aspect, but you never know in this sport, mate. Yeah, good point, good point. Uh, yeah. All right, so as we mentioned, I think, should we wrap that one up? Yeah, let's wrap it up, eh? Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. You said at the top there, fight of the night. I think we'll both agree on that main event. That's got, that's got to be fight of the night on that one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, the ladies' fight. I'm looking forward to the main event. Sort of primarily, just them two really. But like you say, it's a stacked card throughout, and obviously the British interest always sort of makes me want to tune in a bit, that little bit more. Definitely, yeah. And shout out to Sadiq Youssef on there as well, exciting up and coming prospect up against Shaman Marais, who's a bit of a split decision favourite because of his first name, basically. So Shaman Marais up against Sadiq Youssef, keep an eye out for that one as well. When you said that, I was like, what? <laughs> Until you said Shaman. Shaman, yeah. Shame on him. That's an old Shame. school reference, that one. Shame. Right, other than that, I think we'll uh, we'll make a call, shall we? Yeah, let's see what he's saying. So we've got big Mike Grundy going to call in. He made his uh, UFC debut last week with a very impressive win against Nad Naramani. So let's see if we can get him to call in now. Hello? Hello, Mike. Hi, mate, you okay? Hi, yeah, good, thank you. How are you? Good, thanks. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for calling in. Anyway, it means a lot to us. No problem, no problem. How are you? Uh, how are you feeling after it all? It's been a pretty hectic week for you, I would imagine. It has, yeah. A lot of support, a lot of people messaging me, and you know, staying busy doing a lot of interviews and different things. So it's been good. Yeah, definitely. Um, getting used to it now. Getting used to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. Well, I'm, I'm sure you're going to have sort of plenty more to come from here on out. I would imagine. So, uh, course, yeah. if we can uh, just touch on the fight itself you obviously uh, you got your win your USC debut up against Nad Naramani what are your thoughts on that it's a pretty impressive stoppage in the second round in the end yeah I mean it's a good fight for the for the for the English fans you know two two up and coming fighters two prospects so it was nice nice to get that fight and obviously you know he's, he's had two fights in the UFC yes yeah. so he's won two you know he's never been finished so it's good for me to come out and put on a farm and to make a statement really and for that division, put everyone on call. Yeah, definitely. I think you did make a big statement there as well. How, how have the celebrations been going since then? Have you allowed yourself time to celebrate or is it straight back in, straight back to business? Yeah, I've not had much time to celebrate just yet. I mean, obviously, I, I cornered Darren after the fight. Yes. And I got back to the hotel at the Elton Hotel. I got back the quiet late, so like the bar was shut and things like that. I managed to see some of my family and my friends and 
kind of just had a, a can of cork of pizza and went to bed really so I didn't get a chance to celebrate too <laughs> no. much I mean the pizza and the cork was nice but yeah I didn't get a chance to celebrate so I'll hopefully celebrate next I think next week I'm going to go out with mates and stuff and celebrate that yeah cool nice um, so just in terms of you touched on it there you, you cornered Darren what is the mood like in the camp I guess it's sort of a uh, odd situation for you maybe you got your win it's a big night for you and then unfortunately it's kind of hasn't ended as as we were all hoping really so how has how's that been in the yeah, camp yeah it's mixed, mixed emotions really I've not really seen Darren I mean I think he went away after the fight um, but I'm, so I've not chance to see him but yeah mixed emotions obviously everyone's really he's still really happy for me to win my debut yes but obviously, it's, you know, it's upsetting that Darren can't. Darren lost. You know, we obviously perfect world. We wanted to get the double win and celebrate. You know, I start the show and he finishes the show on high. So, you know, it didn't happen. But you know, I'm still I'm happy and proud of how I've done and for myself. But I'm but I'm still also on the other sense. I'm I'm a bit down. You know, for Darren. Yeah, definitely. I think you should definitely be proud of, of your performance as well. If you don't mind, I'd just like to to take it back. Uh, to sort of earlier on in your career, because you've got a, you've got a bronze medal in freestyle wrestling at the, the 2014 Commonwealth Games. Uh, so yeah. As a Brit, wrestling it's not what we're necessarily known for. I just I just wondered how did you get into wrestling? So I imagine back in the day, martial arts wasn't even that big, but to, to pick wrestling, it's a little bit left field slightly. Yeah, I was about six year old when I started wrestling. Oh, so wow. Really, mixed martial arts wasn't. It was unheard of, really, in UK. Yeah. You know, there wasn't really my best been around. And so, um, yeah, I started wrestling when I was six-year-old. Really just started, one, because my mate started going. But main reason was because I was quite a shy kid and I wasn't, I wasn't that confident when I was a young kid. Okay. Um, I was probably, I was one of the youngest of five kids, you know. So, you know, it was, it was, t- it was tough life because I had brothers and sisters old and, you know. But, um, so I was quite shy. Anyway, and, and I'm not too confident, so I was asking my mum and dad, could I go wrestling? And they took me wrestling, and I took to it straight away. As soon as I went, you know, my dad said I was a natural, and I, and I started beating kids who'd been there a while and stuff. Nice. So, I was quite small for my age as well. But, um, yeah, I just talked to it straight away, the, the coach. I started at um, Roy Woods' gym. He's a, he's a catch gym now. He's snake, called the Snake Pit, so he's kind of bringing catch back alive, catch wrestling. Yeah, okay. So I, I started, yeah, I started there, and then... I moved on to, um, I had a coach from America. He actually was a coach at Missouri University. He coached people like Ben Askren and oh, wow. Tyrone Whitley. But he come over to he come over to UK when I was like seven or eight year old. Right. And he come over to UK to try and build up wrestling in this country because obviously it's non-existent in this country. Yeah. Not many people yeah. wrestle. So he, his, his job was to come over here and try and get it in the schools and, and you know, get wrestling a bit more popular. And... You know, I had him as a club coach, so I was quite fortunate to have him because obviously his, his technique and stuff like that was, was really good. So I got yeah, good grassroots of wrestling from a young age. And then I um, I moved on like, and I managed to get onto the world-class program and represent our country all over the world and, you know, go to training camps in Russia and America and places like that. So, like I said, my generation, I was quite fortunate to get all this experience. Not everyone's really had the chance to get this. Because I was stuck on the world class program from seventeen, I um, we got funding to train full time. Ah, oh, right, okay. Which is not Massive. no other wrestlers really ever had that power from yeah. my generation. So, like I said, we was quite lucky. So probably that's why obviously I've got a lot more experience than others, and I've got a, I've got a better standard of wrestling than most others in UK as well. So yeah, and then I mixed I changed to mixed martial arts. Nice, and it's been going pretty well for you. I think 
you had your last loss back in uh, 2015, March 2015, so around about four years ago. And then yeah. since then, you've won nine fights in a row, nine wins on the bounce, undefeated since then. Uh, you finally got the call up to the UFC. So I, I was just wondering, it's maybe a little bit late. You maybe should have got your shot a little bit sooner. And if you look at a lot of what people sort of in the industry and in the business are saying, they're maybe looking at your style and saying, well, traditionally the UFC have swerved away from that. I just wonder on your thoughts on that. Did that cross your mind in the sense that, well, I deserve my shot. I should have had it by now. Is my style holding me back? Or did you always believe that if you stay true to yourself, your, sort of, your results would speak for themselves in the end? Yeah, I mean, I'm truthful about it. It would, it would have been the, the star that stopped me from gaining earlier into the UFC. But yeah, I am always true to myself and I'm not fake, I'm real. Yeah, and, definitely. you know, I'm a wrestler, end of the day, and it's what I've done since I was six years old. So it's it's what I've always done to, to win fights. And yeah, they didn't, I don't think they really liked it too much. So, you know, they didn't sign me straight away. But, you know, I got my opportunity. And, you know, I, I feel that I snatched it with both hands, really. Hello, Mike. Uh, it's Matt here. How are you, sir? Hi, Matt. You okay? Good. Congratulations. Um, you say you're a wrestler, but your boxing looks absolutely on point and you got a TKO win there. Like you say, you're putting the featherweights on notice. Who yeah. do you want next? When are we going to see you next? Obviously, you hadn't really fought since 2017 before the last weekend. Yeah. Are uh, you looking to get back in there, be more active? And uh, what's the goal? Is it the belt? Of course, obviously it's the belt, you know, I mean, my, my short-term goal was originally getting to the SC, which obviously I've achieved that right now, And uh, but now it is definitely the belt, you know, I want to I wanna get to that top 10 as quick as I can in late this year, early next year, get to top 10 and then top 15 even, and then maybe start, you know, obviously looking at that belt. But I've not got no names in mind just yet. My next, um, I just want to get against these top wrestlers in, in from America. It would you know, certainly send a state. division for wrestlers as well. Oh, mate, throughout the whole UFC it is, isn't it? But if you can take on a US wrestler and dominate, you'll send a statement out to the rest of the Fedways and, and the American crowd. I think that's the next step, isn't it? Of course, yeah. Yeah, they love the wrestlers out in America. You know, it's a big spot over there. So, um, you know, it's, it's nice to get out there and show that, we, that there is a Brit who can wrestle. Yeah, no, exactly. But like you say, your striking's been looking absolutely phenomenal in, well, in the last fight anyway. So uh, have you been primarily working on that? Obviously, you're the wrestling coach there. But uh, have you been sort of prioritising the striking side? No, I've, I've always been working on it. And, you know, you can't survive in Team Carbon sparring with Aaron Till without having <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, That guy's always trying, you know, he's trying to hit you hard and he's he obviously striking is world class. Yeah. So, you know, you, you can't really survive in there without any kind of striking. So I mean, it's it's obviously Colin Aaron is um, he's a world class coach and he's he's striking. He come from a striking background originally, even though everything else that he does is really good. He he knows how to work me, you know. He knows what to do and what how to work it with my wrestling. You know, I think obviously, I mean, you probably heard that I, I tore my hamstring two weeks before the fight, so I couldn't really wrestle too much. Oh wow! Uh, anyway. You know, I, I come in that fight and I knew that I wasn't going to be able to wrestle too much. So that's why I had to strike. And, and it's always been there. It's just that I've never really had, never really needed to show it. Yeah, sure. I mean, why, why not? If your base is so good and that's getting the wins, then like you say... Yeah, so you, that's that... like my B game, really, you know. Okay, cool. So if we just have a look at that fight, UFC debut. How did it feel? I mean, everyone talks about you make that step up from the sort of uh, lesser... Not no disrespect, lesser uh, ranks. You get in the UFC. That's the big time. I think. I think we know. 
Uh, I just wonder if people talk about the, I don't know, maybe you can freeze or you're under the bright lights. It's a big occasion. Did it help being in, in the UK, being in London? Did that sort of familiarity help you there or, or was it still, it's, it's the UFC still? It was nice to have it in London because obviously, you know, my family and friends and fans can come down and watch me. But to be honest, it wouldn't have mattered to me where it was in the world. You know, I've, I've obviously been out and I've, um, I've, I've fought in Brazil, I've fought in Japan and I've gone overseas and, and gone on my own, to be honest, with, with just my coach or just my coach and my dad. Yeah. So it's not unusual for me to go out there and, and fight, fight on my own. So in the, wherever it in the world, it doesn't matter. But I don't put any extra pressure on myself. You know, there was obviously from the outside looking in, it would have looked like there was a lot of pressure on me because obviously Darren mentioned me a lot and a lot of his fans were looking at me and, you know, it was there was a big deal about me getting to the FC because everyone's been campaigning for it for so long. But, you know, what? I walked out there and I was relaxed. I knew, I said for weeks to come before the fight that I was going to come and make a statement and put on performance and show everyone that I belong there. And I, I feel that I did that. Yeah, I would agree. I don't know about you, Matt. No, absolutely. They just made a statement. Uh, I think, like you say, you've put the featherweights on notice. Nad Naraman is a top level, isn't he? He's, uh, he's ex-Cage Warriors champion, had a couple of wins in the UFC, and you stopped him. Um, yeah, no joke. You can't make a bigger statement than stopping him in the second round. So, yeah, we were very impressed, myself and Joe, weren't we? Yeah, very much so. Uh, you say you haven't got any names in mind now, Mike. You just sort of wait to see... Uh, where you go? What? What? Uh, where do you think you go from here? Without a name, are you looking to fight someone with a ranking and sort of start that way, or is it just kind of whoever they throw you? Essentially, you're you're going to take out. Yeah, to be honest, whoever they offer for me, you know, obviously I'll always I'll always just accept. You know, it's, yeah. it's up to my coach and stuff like that. I mean, I even got offered to fight in Prague before London. Okay. Um, I, got, I got offered to fight at lightweight, and I didn't even know who the guy was. I didn't see his name. I just said yeah. Obviously, you know, because I want my opportunity, but yeah. it was a lightweight. I think he was a Russian guy, to be honest. I think he'd still fought on the show and won, but um, I can't remember his name, but they offered me somebody from per, uh, in the Prague show, okay. the, the lightweight, so that was the waiting above. You know, and I said, yeah, whatever, and I'll, I'll be ready. But no, obviously, London was better. But yes. yeah, I mean, I'm always ready to fight. I do stay fit all year round. And, um, you know, I mean, I think there's Sweden coming up maybe in June, 1st of June. I've just yep. got to let my hamstring heal up a little bit and I'll be ready to go. And how is the hamstring? Is it still touch and go? Yeah, I mean, I've just got to strengthen it up and stuff, but it's it, it's torn. It was torn before the fight and it's still torn now. Obviously, I redid it again in the fight off that first... I leg attack once in the first round, um, which was which torn it a bit again. And then this the second round, I tried a couple of... Uh, couple of leg attacks on my bad side but then I didn't finish but um that was that was the reason why I, I, I attacked on my bad side yeah it's still torn out but I'll get it I'll get it right you know I mean I trained when I when I did my hamstring before the fight for two weeks I just I just did boxing for for two weeks and not not wrestling but kind of worked out I suppose yeah yeah go Matthew yeah, I was just going to say, I saw on uh, Instagram you sort of predicted the TKO win. Yeah. Did you, do you do that uh, for all your fights or in general? Do you like set goals and say, I'm going to win by this, I'm going to win the title by this date, etc.? I mean, is that something you sort of, you do daily or for your career? So what I've always done throughout my career, even my wrestling career, I've done it. I've always, you know, when I've known I've got a big competition coming up or um, a wrestling match or something, I've always done my programme. 
um, what I'm doing on a daily basis, as in training. I'll always write down my stuff or I'll print it off. And then after each week, I'll write some notes as to how that week went. And then I'll also write down, um, like obviously, I think you may be seen on my Instagram story that I've put on, you know, predicted at the start of the week that I'm going to get a TKO. And then I, at the end of the camp, which was on the day of the fight, I, I, put, I, I, already, I already typed it up 10 weeks before or 13 weeks before that I was going to get a TKO and get the bonus. I didn't get the bonus, but I got the TKO and I was in the running for the bonus, I think, but... Yeah, I think there's definitely an yeah, argument. Yeah, I was trying. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. it was such a stacked card. I it. got it. Yeah, I think yeah, there's... Yeah, there was some good fights. After, there was loads of good fights afterwards and, you know, some good performances from some guys, I, I thought. So I knew it was going to be, you know, it would have been nice to get, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's no small amount of money, is it? Let, let's let's be honest. But um, in terms of next couple of weeks, was is, is it just taking a bit of uh, taking a bit of your time with the family, healing up a little bit, or are you st- are you still grinding? Like you say, you say you're always in shape, you're always working. Are you, are you going to allow yourself a little bit a little bit of a break to spend time with your family, or are you just straight back in? There? Uh, I'll try. I'll, I'll be straight back in. I mean, I'll, I'll spend time with my family, obviously, but. I was like, I got back from London on the Sunday evening and I, I was back coaching the kids on a Monday um, in wrestling. <laughs> so I've not, I've not given myself enough time to rest. I've coached them all week, to be honest, because I, I have missed them, you know, I've not coached them for 10 weeks before my fight. Uh, so they've got a big competition coming up themselves. They've got the English Wrestling Championships coming up in two weeks' time. So I've made sure I got straight back in for them and, and I've been coaching them. But I've not, I'm not really been training. I'll be back in Monday, I think, now, though to do some training what I can do okay and in terms of the, the wrestling you're coaching the kids you're coaching the up and comers what, what is the scene like nowadays in British wrestling is, is it I mean from where you started like you say it was a little bit lesser known you got lucky with a top level coach to come over now that's knowledge has been passed on to people like you and you are now co- coaching the youth where is British wrestling at the moment yeah British wrestling is good we have got some good talented wrestlers and especially the young ones that's coming through we've got some good talented wrestlers coming through it's just that there's not much um, money and support in freestyle wrestling in this country. Sure. Which um, I think we could do with a little bit more. Like I say, I was fortunate enough to have the London 25 Olympics coming round, so we got like um, a few million thrown at us for, for four or five years. So we got support, but the, the ones that's coming through now, is there, there isn't too much support in, in this country. But they, they, again, you know, they, this is why obviously I, I'm in the FC now and I want to um, show that we have got wrestling in this country. I want more kids to start trying it because the more people that try it, the more chance we've got of getting a, a world-class wrestler to them, them kids. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, we won't we won't keep you for for too much longer. Like we say, we really appreciate appreciate you joining us. It's an absolute pleasure to, to have yeah, you on. Uh, Matt, do you have anything else you'd, you'd like to close with? No, just yeah, like echo what Joe said. Thanks for coming on. Congratulations on the big win. Um, I think you definitely made a statement. We can't wait to see you come back um i'd like to see you on like a, an american card make make a statement over there show these americans yeah, like, rest away i'd like that yeah to myself you know i've always wanted to fight in the mgm arena that's one of my goals and um, so i'd like to fight there but anywhere in america as well is i'm good to go you know and i'd like to do it myself and get against some of these top wrestlers yeah definitely. No, absolutely mate absolutely Okay, well, we'll let you go, Mike. I don't know if you've got anything you want to, uh, if you want to put out there, anything you want to promote, anything you want to say to, to the listeners from from your point of view. Uh, no, not really. Just uh, I really enjoyed the I enjoyed the um, the occasion, and, and I, I appreciate the amount of fans that come out to watch me. You know that that stadium. As far as an early prelim card, 
the stadium was still quite busy for the very early prelim card. It wasn't obviously as far as when Darren's come out, but it was still busy and I could hear the crowd and, and I'd like to thank them uh, for supporting me really and the amount of support that I've on, on social media. I really appreciate that. Nice. Yeah, I think that's all's only going to grow as as you fight on in the UFC. Your, your fan base is only going to get bigger and bigger if you keep putting on them performances, mate. Yeah, appreciate that. Thank you, mate. All yeah, right, agreed. So we'll let you go, Mike. Let you get back to your to your son. I think you you might have your uh, your little one with you today. So again, yeah, yeah, yeah. appreciate you taking out taking out the time to speak to us. And yeah, all the best for the future. Like Matt says, we can't wait to see you back in there and really sort of take it to these Americans and, and show us what you what you personally are all about, but what, what the British MMA scene is about as well. Yeah, thank you for that. Nice one. Thanks very much, Mike. Good to speak Stop to you. Man. Thanks yeah, a lot. Mate. Cheers, Thank Mike. You. See ya, bye. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. The legend that is Mike Grundy, now the uh, USC featherweight prospect. Uh, and in no time at all, I imagine he would be a, a UFC contender. We'd absolutely... Uh, buzzing that he was able to join us today. Matt, how did you find that went? That was pretty much our first, um, obviously we, had, we, we sat down with John Hegan a little while ago. This was our first kind of interview with an active UFC fighter. How did you think that went? Well, a nice bloke first off, eh? Yeah, 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 definitely proper nice, yeah, geezer. Top man, yeah. Shout out to Mike for uh, actually wanting to sort of do the call with us and he, he's more than happy to do so. And uh, yeah, it was a pleasure to have him on, to be honest. Yeah, Very agreed. Interesting story, like he, the fact he's like a wrestler from England, which you were sort of asking him about, and uh, it's interesting to get an Englishman's take on it. And uh, like you say, I'm looking forward to him sort of showing the Yanks a thing or two. Yeah, definitely, and I think I think he will do. I think he will do. I think you can tell he's got he's got that sort of steely determination, isn't he? Like he said, he he's not fake. He's he's not gonna he's not gonna kind of I don't know, but betray himself. I'm kind of paraphrasing a little bit there, but I think I think that that's good. I think you can tell that he's got that right mentality to really really take things forward now. Yeah, definitely. And like like he said, I think he's fighting the American cards. Look forward to that in the summer, maybe. So, uh, yeah, all looking good for him. Yeah, and hopefully his hamstring heals up pretty quickly and we, we get to see him back in there soon as. Yeah, I think we will. Yeah, what a legend. Top yeah. man, Mike. Other than that, yeah, so we uh, we had the Thompson-Pettis fight last night. Bit of a shock there for, for everyone. Like we said, no, no one predicted that unless you wanted to just put a few pennies on an outside bet. And then we've got next week to look forward to, which I think is actually that's going to be a really, really top card, that one. Yeah, top to bottom, we were saying. That's a stellar card, but that, that main event is ridiculous. Definitely, definitely. That's not going the whole way. <laughs> that, that's all. I mean, I'd like to see what the price is for it to go five-round decision, because... I you could make. A li- I was going to say you could make a little bit of money there, but it's just not going to happen, is it? So <laughs> I wouldn't bother, to be honest. I would have said that about Pettis, though. Yeah, no, this is a crazy sport. True, true. That's why we yeah. love it. Definitely. All right, so then, we- my friend. Hey, yeah, mate. We shall uh, wrap this one up. As I say, top episode. This one. I hope everyone enjoyed listening. Uh, uh, if you like us, please do uh, pass us on to a friend and, and try and spread this conversation. We like, we want to want to grow it as much as possible and get as many people involved as we can. Uh, we're on uh, iTunes and Instagram, uh, iTunes, Twitter and Instagram, social media. If you wanted to give us a follow, Split Decision UK, uh, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us SoundCloud, Spotify. Um, if you can leave a review or if you can leave five stars, be uh, overly grateful for that. That can only that can help us and help grow that conversation that we just mentioned that we want to get started. But other than that, Matthew, I think we'll sign this one off. Yeah, like Joe said, we're trying to grow the conversation. So if anyone out there wants to sort of 
be part of that conversation or be a guest on the show, call in like Mike just did, get in touch and uh, we'll, we'd love to speak to you. Definitely, definitely. But other than that, Matt, hope you have a great week. Everyone out there, I hope you have a great week as well. Uh, this is a Sunday evening now, so we're all done with this week. We're on to the next one, back to the daily grind. Uh, all the all the luck in the world to you all out there. Thanks for listening, and yeah, we'll be here same time next week. Catch you next time. See you later.